Thank you for checking out our podcast today. We hope that the teaching you're about to hear would inspire you and motivate you on your incredible journey in becoming a better you. So please turn your attention to today's message. All right, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. If you finish watching that video, it was intentional. I, I wanted you to get an idea of what mountaineers go through when they are climbing mountains or uh, specifically those guys, it's what you call alpine climbing or rock climbing. That's a little more intense in what they're doing. However, the, the specifics of what I wanted you to see, and, and I don't know if you can see this here, but I have a, a line, I have a rope that, that um, we, we kind of tied up here today to kind of demonstrate a little bit um, of how this all works. But the line itself um, serves as a lifeline and the rope itself is what stands between the climbers and their their destiny, their purpose, and it's that rope that separates their, uh, so it's a matter of life or death. It's what separates them. Um, so I, I wanted to show that this serves as a guide. The rope serves as an anchor. The rope is the only thing that stands between life and death of the climbers. So last week when I was talking about love, when I was talking about love last week, I shared that love is the intrinsic part in us all that intertwines with the spirit of man, with the nature of God. So our spirit intertwines with the nature of God. Love is the part of God. It's the part in God that eclipses a, a, any need for words, for intelligence, for comprehension and understanding. I specifically said last week that God's love is an atmosphere. It is an environment. I'm sorry. It is a sphere that, that God is, um, is more than just what we see as this image of a man sitting with a white beard, sitting on a chair on some throne, looking down at subjects. That's not what God is. So when we, when we love, what we're doing is that we're entering into a God domain. We're entering into a God sphere. We are entering into an environment an environment and and love god's love is the divine divine thread divine thread that interconnects his children with a sovereign god are you following that that's what his love is it is a thread that interconnects us all all right with that god part so God isn't, God's love isn't something that we give. It isn't something that we send. God's love is something that, that when I choose to love, what I'm doing is that I'm transcending the nature of man and I, and I am attaching myself to the God part 
in another being. So I'm gonna ask Adrian to stand right here real quick. Adrian, just stand right over here, Adrian. Just, just stand so that you are in view, all right? Just so, so what I'm saying is that when I love, I connect, I interconnect, not with Adrian, I interconnect with the God part, with the God environment, with the God sphere, with the God nature that already exists in Adrian. Regardless of Adrian being a believer or not a believer. All right, Adrian, have a seat. We're going to call you back, so don't go too far. But let's read out of Galatians. Out of Galatians, chapter 5, verse 13 and 14. Then we're going to read uh, chapter 6, verse 9 and 10. All these verses, all these scriptures are all, they, 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 they're all interconnected, okay? So this is what scripture says. For you have been called to live in what? Freedom. You have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters. But, but don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love. We are to serve one another in love. For the whole law can be summed up in this one command. What is the one law that sums it all up? We covered this last week. Love your neighbors as yourself. Skip with me to Galatians chapter 6, verses 9 and 10. Let's not get tired of doing what is good, specifically during times like these. During times of this uh, overwhelming stress, hardship, Scripture tells us not to get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we are going to reap a harvest of blessing. When? If we don't give up. If we don't give up. Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity Whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to some people. No, oh, it says to everyone, especially to those in the family of faith. That's good news, guys. This is why we come together as a community. We don't just come to we don't just come together to, to clap our hands, stomp our feet, and sing songs, but we come together so that as a community, we can serve one another. People don't need our God love when they are at their best. People, let me say that again. People don't need our God love when they are at their best. But people need our God love, especially when they're at their worst. That's not an easy thing to do. I'm free from the bondage and the master that is sin, but I serve my brother. I serve all right, my brother, I serve my sister, all right, uh, when I choose to love. Remember that I'm not giving people my love, I'm giving people God's love. I'm not giving people my love, I'm giving people his love. And I'm going to explain all of this. Jesus makes this unfathomable state about how great, how deep is God's love. He says in John chapter 17, this is Jesus speaking. As he is praying over his disciples, he is praying over his disciples, he is praying to his father, and this is the conversation that Jesus is having. He is saying in chapter 17, verses 25 to 26, Oh, righteous father, 
even though the world does not know you, listen, I know you. And these, the ones that he was praying for, he was praying for the disciples. He was praying for you. He was praying for me. He says, and these, uh, where am I here? I'm sorry. I don't know. Okay. And these know that you have sent me. He said, I made known to them your name and I will continue to make it known. But this is the phrase I want you to catch. He says, that the love with which you have loved me may be in them and I and them. Adrian, again, come in. So what he is saying is he says, Lord, that the same love that you have loved me can also be in them. Now, he's not talking about Adrian's love that Adrian has for his children, for his wife, for his parents. No, 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 no. He is talking about the God love that he has given him that's called an agape love. And I don't have time to get into all of that. But Adrian is to love his, his brothers, his sisters in the faith. He is to love people with a compassion, with a love that's not his. It comes from a love that comes from up above. It is God's love that now abides in him. All right, have a seat, Adrian. Stay close. We're going to call you soon. <laughs> so, do you know that God's love, God's love for you is the same exact love that he loved his son? I want you to take that in. The very same love that God uses and he's given you is the very same love he has given his son. Jesus in his prayer, he is saying, Lord, this is the love we're talking about. This is the love that we're talking about. His heart is full of devotion for you. His heart was as devoted uh, for you as it is devoted for Jesus. Everything that Jesus endured, everything, all of the hardship, everything that Jesus suffered, the pain, the criticism, the persecution, the, the, the lies, everything that Jesus endured on earth, why was he able to do it? Why? Because he was tethered. He was tethered. There you go. He was tethered to that rope. All right. Everything he suffered, everything, everything, all of the pain, the hardship, everything he was able to endure because he was tethered to that love. And what is that love? I said again, it's that love that connects, interconnects us all together. Listen to Romans chapter 8. Verses 33 to 35. Who dares accuse us? Who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? No one. And, and, and this right there, that line alone, it gets me, I, I get exhausted of what people wrestle with in their heart and what people wrestle with in their mind. No one accuses you. No one. And, and the, the point is that there's no one that can accuse you. For God himself has given us right standing with himself. He says, who then will condemn us? No one can condemn you. For Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us. And he is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand pleading for us. Guys, that is good news to know that you have an advocate, an advocate that knows what you have hurt, what you have suffered. He, he knows exactly everything that you have experienced here on earth. Listen, this is your representative, your advocate 
in the heavens. Can anything, I love this line, can anything ever separate us, ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean that he, uh, does it mean that he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or persecution, hunger or destitute or we're in danger or threatened with death? Listen, God's love is, is especially present when we're going through hardship, when we're hurting, when we're suffering, when we hurt most, when we suffer most, this is where God's love makes itself available. God's love, I love this. God's love is not an immunization to hurt. It, it doesn't make you immune to pain or it doesn't make you immune to suffering and hardship. But what it does, it preserves us most during these times. So if I were climbing and I'm climbing, whether it's a rock uh, that I'm climbing or I'm, I'm going up a mountain, I may fall, I, I, may, I may bump myself, I may uh, scrape my knees, but as long as I am tethered, as long as I am tethered, listen, I may hurt, I may fall, I may be exhausted, but as long as I am tethered, listen, I have hope. I have hope. Hey guys, that's good news. That's good news. I just tangled myself here. Um, but the, the point in this is that God's love doesn't exist to prevent hurt. And I, and I think this is, uh, this is one of the biggest er uh, errors in our faith. And sometimes when we're teaching Christianity, you know, we, we, we have an approach and we had, there's a mindset like you're not going to hurt. You're not going to suffer. Jesus never said that. No, in fact, Jesus said that in this world, we're going to feel some stuff. We're going to, we're going to feel some challenges. God's love doesn't exist to prevent our suffering, to prevent pain and hardship, but God's love preserves you. It preserves us and endures that hurt, the suffering and the pain. Why? Because that pain, that hurt, that suffering isn't the end of you. That's important to know. That hurt that you're experiencing, that hardship that you're going through, it's not the end of you. Make sure that you're tethered. Make sure that you're connected. Make sure that you are tethered to his love. You want to know what's awesome about his love? Is that this love, you can now give this love to others. And this is the gospel of Jesus. The gospel of Jesus is about giving his love to others. That same love, you can give it to others. Not your love, but it is his love. Check this out, guys. See, God's love is part of, it's the part of God that everyone, regardless of whether you're saved, come on, Adrian, come out here. Uh, regardless of Adrian being a Christian or a non-Christian, God's love is the part of God that you can give to anybody. Man, that, 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 let that one sink in. That means that whether he is an atheist, whether he follows um, God's ordinances in, in scripture, that whether he's following God's laws, whether he's following God's commands, listen, his, God's love is the part of God that you can give any individual here on earth. And that's the love we're supposed to give individuals here on earth. Stay, stay right there, Adrian. Stay right there, Adrian. 
That's what's awesome about this. Before, you know, before you become a child of God, okay, God accepts you, all right? Before you have any acceptance of Jesus, he, he accepts you by giving you that part of himself. That's the part of himself that you can have without you ever saying, I believe in God. I want Jesus as my Lord and Savior. This is the part you can give your coworker. This is the part of God that you can give the people in your community, your neighbor. This is the part of God that you can give um, the family member. This is the part of God that you can give uh, those people um, in your home. This is the part of God, regardless of whether they want to commit, you can listen um, Adrian, so what I want to do is I'm going to connect to this. I want to connect to this, right? Now, as I am connected, listen to this, as I am connected to this love, to this love, we are interconnected, right? And then I give Adrian, I give Adrian this same love, all right, Adrian, I'm over here. So stand over there. Yeah, just kind of just stand over there, but, but kind of turn around. There you go. So now we're all interconnected. He is not tethered directly to God's love, but because I'm connected, I'm tethered to God's love, he receives God's love. Why? Because that's what I'm connecting. All right, let's, 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 let me get loose here. All right. Did you guys all get that? Are you guys all getting that? All right. So no one is above God's love. No one is beneath God's love. Everyone is deserving of God's love, despite whether they want to commit to God, despite whether they want to follow God, despite whether they want to follow the principles of Scripture, everyone is entitled and deserves God's love. Come on. I want you to understand that. Hopefully you're getting that. In modern Christianity, take a quick break, Adrian. In modern Christianity today, what we do is that we try to bring people to our faith to our, uh, our belief, all right? We try to bring them into following God by pointing them to God's wrath. We point them to God's judgment. We point out their sins before they're even tethered. They're not even tethered to God's love, but we want them to join. We want them to follow God without being tethered to God's love because all by simply pointing out their sin, judgment, wrath, condemnation, all of those things. That's what modern Christianity does. My children, uh, Adrian included, my children would often bring their friends home. When they were children, they would bring neighborhood kids to the house. It was the law in my home as dad. Whoever you bring into this house, the very first thing you do you bring them in and you introduce them to Papa. If Papa is not in the house, you make sure you introduce them to Mama. But we want to meet everyone that comes in close proximity to this environment. They stop here first. They don't go anywhere else. They stop here first. They weren't embarrassed of Dad. They, they weren't embarrassed of Dad. They actually wanted to bring their friends to meet their dad. All right. And I can truly say that I can't ever, uh, really ever remember any of my kids' friends ever not wanting to come to my home 
because they feared that I was going to punish them. I never remember any of the kids saying, I don't want to go in there because he's going to discipline me. I don't want to go into that home because uh, he, he, he's going to spank me or he's going to scold me. No. In fact, many of our children's childhood friends have today grown up to be our friends today. They introduced them to the realm, to the atmosphere of my love as dad, all right? And my love has attached them to me. Despite Adrian or despite Jose or despite Alexis, it's funny, but it wasn't unusual as our kids grew up, it wasn't unusual for us to get, Becky and myself, to get a knock on our door from one of our children's friends and, and they were just friends that wanted to hang out with us, just to spend time with us. My, my kids would come home from school and I would say, hey man, did you know your crazy boy, your friend, um, um, your friends, your, 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 they kind of stopped by and they just wanted to hang out with us. And my kids were like, that, that's weird. But yeah, they just wanted to hang out with us. I remember that even um, Mike, Mike, uh, we all love Mike and uh, Mike when he was, um, you know, Adrian's friend in high school, you know, he'd come home and, and, and it was, it was, Hey pops. Hi moms. How you guys are doing? And, um, and that's how we treated each other today. Mike is part of our church and in the church now, it's weird to hear him call me pastor Jay because before he knew me as pastor Jay, he knew me as pops. Do you get that? And I'm talking about both male and female. My daughter's, my daughter's friends, they would come home and they saw the image of dad. They saw the image of mom. They saw immediately the robe. They saw the lifeline. They saw the love before they saw anything else. Are you following that? Romans chapter 6, verse 22 to 23 says, But now that you have been set free from sin, now, if you don't have Jesus as your savior, Adrian, come in. Adrian, come in. I want you to clip on. Okay. So these are, these are called carabiners. All right. Carabiners. And, and that's what these climbers use so that they can, um, navigate through the road. But sin itself, when you're not tethered to the love of God, you will always be tethered to sin. You will be tethered to something else. All right. So, so stay tethered there. And this road right now is not representing God's love, but it's representing the opposite of God's love. Maybe it could be judgment. Maybe it could be um, curse. Listen, but now that you have been set free from sin, untether yourself, and you have become slaves of God, the benefit that you reap leads to holiness. And the result is eternal life. Remember that I said that when these mountain climbers are using this rope, the rope also leads them to a destination. His love leads you to eternal life. Listen, it says that for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God, what is it? Eternal life in Jesus Christ. So when, when you, um, Adrian, can you uh, connect again? I'm sorry. Many people think that they have a third option. 
hey, if I'm not attached to sin, if I'm not attached to God, then I could live in between. It doesn't work that way. There is no limbo phase. And this is very important because we'll never live life mastered by self. Let me say that again. You are not a Lord unto yourself. You can't serve yourself. You will always live life serving someone or serving something. So you can't just say, well, I'm not connected to sin because I, I don't believe in God and I'm not connected to, um, to, to his love because I, I won't follow. I just, I would just rather live in between. No, you're never living in between. So now as a child, Adrian gives his life to Jesus. He's walking. He is now tethered. You're tethered to his love. Now this line again becomes his love, okay? Um, for, for the purposes of the illustration. But you get to experience a whole nother sphere, a whole nother environment. It's a whole nother walk. You're now tethered to his love. His love is now not leading you away into condemnation. You heard that. There's no condemnation for him. But his love, because he's tethered to his love, is leading you to holiness. After you receive his holiness, then it'll take you into his eternal life. Now, remember what I said, that if you're not a believer, if you're not a believer, it is possible for you to receive his love. But as a non-believer, what you can't get is his holiness and you can't get his eternal life but you can still get his love. Did you get that? And many people are just content with just his love. No, there's more. This is why you need to leave, you need to live, I'm sorry, tethered to his love. Just like the mountaineers were climbing, the, the, rock, uh, the rock climbers are using this lifeline. His love leads you to him. This is what this, this, is, what this is all about. We're tethered to his life because tethered to Tethered to his love will lead us to him. That's eternal life. But the great thing is that you can in turn now give this same love. You're attached, you're attached, you're attached. And now Adrian, who has given his life to Jesus, he is tethered to God's love. But now Adrian can now interconnect other people to the same love. So if I am unconnected and I am slipping and I am falling and I am in danger, all I have to do is reach out and Adrian will tether me to himself in love. And based on this, I am receiving God's love because we are all interconnected. This is the love. This is the part of God that we can give all humanity. That broken man, that broken woman. It is that love that we can give. All right, let's get unconnected there. Now listen, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, 16 verse 22 says, if anyone does not love the Lord, that person is cursed. You know what the curse is? The curse is that you don't, you're absent of his love. That's what the curse is. It's, 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 it's not that you're hexed. No, but the curse is that you're not connected, right? You're in danger. You're, you're, you are at risk. So this is why I need to interconnect myself, connect myself to that love. Remember that love is the environment, the atmosphere that everyone, regardless of whether they believe or not, they can experience. You know that if God was a building, if God was an edifice, his love would be a foyer 
it would be the part that everyone could get into. They may not get into all of the other rooms talking about the holiness and eternal life, but they can, they can still get to see the foyer. It's just a, just a thought. Love is giving to everyone, but holiness is for his children. All of Adrian's friends that came to my house, Jose's friends, Alexis's friends, they all got our love. But then there was a little more that they couldn't get into and they couldn't get into it because they weren't my children, but they still got my love. You getting that? All right. First Timothy chapter one, verse seven. You can have a seat, Adrian. I'll call you back up on tether. For God did not give us a spirit of timidity, uh, timidity, I'm sorry, but he gave us a spirit of power and he gave us a spirit of love. And he gave us a spirit of self-discipline. Now, what I love about this is that love, what I love about this is that the love that we give is not our own. I said that over and over. My love is never unending. My love ends, all right? My love is conditional. You don't want me to give you my love, but you do want me to connect you to his love. His love is unending. His love is unconditional. See, because his love is actually a spirit. Listen, 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 14 says that let all, all, all that you do be done in love. Well, how do we do this? There is no force that's more powerful than his love. So love is a choice. Adrian, connect and just demonstrate, just connect. Stay there. Now, Disconnect. All right. So now he's untethered. Go on again. Disconnect. It is your choice to love. It, it is your choice to love or your choice not to love. It is your choice to receive his love or your choice not to receive it. There is no force that's more powerful than that love. His love moves mountains, stops roaring seas, heals broken hearts, restores broken spirit, broken souls. It transforms lives. It sets sinful captives free. So listen, I'm maybe not connected to sin. And when I'm, I'm, I'm disconnected from sin, I'm tethered to his love, his love for you and me is great. And he gave this love so that we can give that same love to each other. Colossians chapter three, verse 12, 15, I'm wrapping up. Since God chose you to be his holy people, go ahead, Adrian, you can disconnect. He loves you. He says, what does he say? He says, you must clothe yourself he's not he can't clothe you no he goes no you must clothe yourself with what tender-hearted mercy kindness humility gentleness and patience but most important he says this make man this is a hard part he says make allowances for each other's faults ouch and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember that the Lord forgave you, so you must 
forgive others. Above all, he says, clothe yourselves with love. What does love do? It what? Come here, Adrian. Connect with me now. It says that love does what? Which love binds us all together in perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your heart. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. A lot of times we refuse to make allowances because it's easier for me to make excuses and untether and get away from people. It's easier for me to stay away. It's easier, it's easier for me to untether and, and, and reject my brother and reject my sister. So instead, what we do is we don't make allowances. We just make excuses and we make space. Next week, I'm going to... Thank you, Adrian. Thanks, bro. Yo, okay, high five. <laughs> Next week, I'm going to go... Uh, I'm, going, I'm going to give you some things that are going to be very practical in the topic of, of love and how we share this and how we give this. And we already give this to, to, to one another. And, and um, I just want to give you some practical things about this journey, about living a life that's tethered to his love. As we close in prayer today, I want to, I want to challenge you this morning... I want to challenge you to, to join our rope group. That's what you call. That's what you saw in the, in the video that you saw there. That, that's called a rope group. And I want you to open your heart and allow God's love to be your lifeline. Not my love, not the love of the people. We will always fail you, but his love.